Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat teaching by Rabbi Cantor Hilary Chorney. I invite you to get yourself into a settled place so I can teach a little bit of Torah that will lead us into a meditative state. I want to mostly guide us because I think that most people are more practiced in being in a guided meditative place than in a completely silent place. But I also want to reassure you that quietude, even though we don't always allow for that in our prayer spaces, complete quietude, is also okay, more than okay. Making it so that you can let this field and this tent and the natural sounds that abound here, the birds chirping and the wind rustling, even the sounds of Torah club voices floating over from Corning 8, those are all, they're permissible. They're not transgressive to Shabbat. They're actually a part of it. We don't interfere with it, and neither do they interfere with our Shabbatness. So first, the Torah. There's a wonderful moment at the beginning of Toldot, in which Rivka, Rebecca, steps forward in soliloquy. She gets the spotlight. Before she does, there's a classic Genesis, Bereshit moment, when Yitzchak pleads to God directly on Rivka's behalf because she's barren. We've seen it before, and we'll see it again in Tanakh. And his wish, their wish as a family, is granted. But then Rivka steps forward, and we hear her voice. And we also get a narrative play of what's happening internally. The children we learn she's carrying multiples are running about are having a wrestling match of sorts there is tumult in the inner belly of her we hear her voice vatomer imken It's a rhetorical question. Why me? Why do I have this tumult inside my belly rumbling around? But then we learn that she also takes an action. Vatelech. She goes. Lidrosh et Adonai to lidrosh, to seek God. A lot of us know that verb because lidrosh is the source of drash, of midrash, of the ancient fan fiction of the rabbis who knew the characters so well that they wanted to fill the gaps in our sacred texts with more stories. What did Cain and Abel say to one another, even though our text didn't say it? That's Midrash, seeking more than what we have in front of us. 
And that's what Rivka wanted and needed. The plain meaning of the text, even though my teacher, Robbie Harris, would say that doesn't exist. The plain meaning, probably, the context, would tell us that Rivka went to God. But Rashi, the school of Rashi in the 11th and 13th century, and later Radak in a gloss on Rashi, tell us something that's both audacious and a little funny because it's so rabbinic. Now, you have to imagine, to picture, that they see the text Adonai and they've already replaced it from a place of piety with the letter He and a small apostrophe. In their rabbinic minds, they are picturing that the word God in this text is Hashem. The reason why they're reading it, I know, as Rivka went, Vatelech Lidrosh et Hashem, to seek meaning from Hashem, is that Rashi says she didn't go to God. Who did she go to? She went to Shem. Shem was still alive. After all these years, he imagines in this mystical Midrash, speaking of Drash. And their house, their school, this school of Shem, was known as a place where you could go when you needed to find meaning to a painful mystery in your life. I love two things about this. One is the rather funny audacity of reading a drosh into a redacted text of Hashem, since the Torah itself obviously reads Adonai. But the second is that I do think that there are two kinds of seekers, lidrosh, when we have a mystery within us. Those who cry out to the universe and to divinity and who wonder and seek out answers from the universe when there is some sort of pain that is within us, so mysterious that no x-ray will reveal it. And those of us who look to human beings who say, I'm going to find an answer to this. I'm going to find the people. There are people who can help me solve this. And both are real and both are pathways to answers. And by the way, in the text, Rivka gets an answer one way or the other in the next line. Her lidroshing, her seeking works. And she gets a premonition and learns about what's happening in her belly. So that's our launching point. I want to invite you to get settled. If you don't like meditations, this is not a meditation. It's just Torah. Let your breath settle within you. Let your feet settle towards the ground. Let your hands settle 
and your other joints too, at the ankles, the knees, the shoulders. Find the parts of yourself that don't settle on their own, but that you have to instruct to relax. Let your jaw settle. Let your brow settle. Let the parts at the back of your neck down your spine settle. Let your fingers and toes settle. And as your breath continues to settle within you, I invite you to locate within yourself a source of inner tumult, Bekir Becha, somewhere deep within you, where are you holding confusion in your body today? It is, is it in your tummy? Do you have a bit of a stomach ache thinking about a problem that you're trying to solve? Is it in the strong muscles of your tongue and in your jaw? Are you grinding your teeth thinking about this in your dreams? In this settled state, where are you like Rivka? Do you feel something tumbling in you? Rivka's method was to allow herself to ask the question, why me? And it gives us to ask that question. You can say it as loud as you'd like to inside of your head. Perhaps those of you on Zoom and the privacy of your own places or on YouTube, you might even say it out loud or those of you on the field could whisper it. Or you just let that circle around in the vacuum of space within you. And I invite you to envision a path. It is the path of drasha, of seeking. It's always there. You don't have to look for it. It's just there. It's right there in front of you all the time. It's just the space in front of each of us seeking. What's at the other end? Is it Adonai and the universe? Are you simply waiting for a divine answer or intervention? Are you reflective? Are you in a space of holding and waiting? Is it Hashem? 
Is it your village at the other end of the path? Your people? The people who hold you when you need to cry out in confusion? Sit here settled. Know that the path is right there. Be in Parshat Toldot for a few quiet moments, remembering that we are more often in a place of seeking than in answers. that each of you, just like the name of that Nikun, find your makom bina. When you need it, find your place of wisdom and guidance, and I appreciate you going on that journey. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am, Los Angeles, Go to TBA.
LA.org.